At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it's Mark. And I'm Charity. And welcome to the Case Watch Podcast. Case Watch deals with content meant for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. Case body found in Grand Teton National Park is Gabby Petito, and she was killed. We, the jury, in the above entitled action, find the defendant, Orenthal James Simpson, not guilty of the crime of murder. Late today, Chris Watts was officially charged with the murders of his wife and his two young girls. Remember these words. If it doesn't fit, you must acquit. Good afternoon, Mark and Charity. I just had to give you a shout-out because I just finished listening to your latest episode, and I am Kimberly from Canal Fulton, Ohio. I graduated from Wayndale in little old Apple Creek and live about five minutes from Maslin. So hearing that caught me off guard because I had never heard of this case or this person. So keep on keeping on, and I love your podcast. I got to say, that's a phrase that doesn't get said enough. Keep on keeping on. I love that. I like it, too. And we're going to keep on keeping on with this podcast because we love doing it. We sure do. Guys, tons of those five-star reviews are rolling in on Apple Podcasts. So if you want to be part of the five-star club, all you got to do is go to Apple Podcasts, search Case Watch Podcast, scroll down, and leave a five-star review. It doesn't matter what you say. just matters with the five stars. We that's actually right. like the funny stuff that you guys do say on there. Absolutely. So, Charity, that last case, like, I've still thought about that. Yeah, that was crazy. Like, Taft was involved. Like, I know. As soon as you said it, I was like, wait, that? When Taft? I got to that part, I was like, whoa, that is so cool. That is, like, absolutely hey, crazy. Hey, Marcus, what? What's that? One of our creeps, Red Heart, Woman Art, she sent me a, a, a name for myself, my really? anchor name. And it, let me just read it to you. It would be Grand Dame of Opinion. I like that. Right? It makes me sound royal. I do have some bad news for you, though. What? So one of our creeps, Tony, sent me an email. Yeah. 
and wanted to let me know this. I'm going to show it to you right now. Oh, no. I'm scared. Ready? Read it for the people. <gasps> Laurel Porter, KGW anchor? No. Your news name is or, already in use. Or my porn name is being used as a new yeah. news name. Wow. How cool is that? That's wicked cool. I saw that and I was like, oh my God. And then I went, you know what? We asked for emails all the time. And what I do is I hoard them to myself because I laugh and I giggle. That's not fair. And then I forget because we have tons of them. We do? We do. So I'll just read a couple because let's roll into best of the week. Oh, hit it, hit it. Meow. Yeah, buddy. I love that. Uh, Deanna said, I love y'all so much. Y'all make my day at work fly by. My Aww. 10 and 3-year-old even enjoy listening to you on car rides. Thank you, Dina. Oh, thank you, Dina. <sighs> oh, is it Deanna? Is it Dina or it's Deanna? It's I don't really know. Deanna or Dina? You got to let us know how we, we say your name because we want to say it. So now that you, you were so nice and reached out with a, an email, so go ahead and send us a uh, voicemail at 603-212-4600. Yes. And tell us how to say your name. Please do. I love the case suggestions that come in. This is one that I did not know, and this comes in from Ariel. And she says, I live in Indiana and recently heard of a man who's charged with murdering his wife with a flower pot. And he won the GOP primary in Clinton Township. No. I'm like, huh, might have to check that one out. Absolutely. And uh, another good name for Charity's news reporter names is Charity Case. Has the pod right in it. I, I like that. People are great on there. I love this thing. Look at this. I'm going to scroll. This is this is bad mark right here. Look at this. Guys, he, he has never shown me these. I am so upset. He I know. Just know that. He has not shown me these because I, I would have wanted to read them on air or some of them. Uh, Rodell said he loves us both. Can't choose a team. Would love to be a winner. And it's team Marity. Oh, I, oh, we have a celebrity name. That's right. We're like better. Or it could be Chark. We're like better. <gasps> we are. We should do a, a Marity sticker. We should totally do a Marity sticker. It's oh, my awesome. God. I, I love, love that. that. Team Marity. All right, let me pull up some more here. All right, Tina also sent in an email at info at casewatchpodcast.com and said, and I love it when they say it like this, y'all. I do too. Y'all are great. Listeners since the first show, heard today's episode, and I'm a 1970s model too. I'm just a couple of months older than y'all though. I like that. I'm a 70s model. Like it's, We're talking about cars. That's I fantastic. absolutely love that. That is fantastic. This is why we do this. It's the creeps. It's it's unbelievable how much fun we have. And I'll let you guys know, like, Charity will just shoot me a message at some point and be like, did you see this on the page? And I was like, I didn't. And then I'll go in and see it. I absolutely love it. Kelly said in the Case Watch Crime Creep group, which if you're not a part of, it's free and there's tons of cool stuff that happen in there. She wrote, watch Our Father on Netflix. Crazy. Long story short, a fertility doctor used his own sperm on patients without consent. I've heard of this before, Me and too, yeah. this is just like absolutely unbelievable. And of course, I love the memes. Joellen posted one that says, OMG, I'm dying. And it's a picture of Amber Heard, and it says, I was the only one that gave a shit in this relationship. <laughs> I love that. Mark Shelley posted, 
And um, she said she spotted this today while, while walking her pups. And it's a sign on a tree. And it says, no trespassing. Passing. We're tired of hiding the bodies. <laughs> I like that. That's awesome. Savannah said, can't believe it's June already. In 12 days, I will be 20. I don't know how I feel about that. I know. That's- a, it's June, which is awesome. Yeah. And B, I would give anything to be 20 again. Oh, totally. Oh, my God. Like, I made so many mistakes best then. Did you see the, this, the one that Walter posted? It's Amber Heard. It says, newly single, comes with some debt, and not quite housebroken. I, I'm looking at that right now. That's awesome. I love that. <laughs> and we did one, have one come in that was from uh, Patricia Tice, and she wrote, my daughter, Brittany Danielle McGlone, 19, was murdered May 4th, 2007, in Winsboro, Wood County, Texas, her murder remains unsolved. And she went a little bit into the story, and I actually reached out to her and said, you want to come on the show and tell your story? I would love for her to her tell a story. So yeah. I'm going to reach out to her, um, and she's going to come on the show. That's awesome. So our production schedule is a little wonky right now with yes. the summer hitting and different jobs and stuff like that, and people graduating and... All kinds of stuff. Summary stuff. But as soon as things calm down, I cannot wait to get her on the show. Exactly. Me too. Danielle put, Danielle put uh, nothing wrong with young guys dating older women. Oh my gosh. Please do not dig them up. That, that one is so awesome. Funny. All right. So I'm giving Joellen a lot of airtime here today, but she posted three pictures of things that yes. you have to figure that, oh out. Oh my God. That was so funny. And I'll be honest with you, I didn't figure them all out at first. It took me a minute. I did. I still haven't. Am I dumb? All right. So I will ruin them for everybody, but they're fun. The first one is dumbass. Yes. The second one is dipshit. Okay. And the third one, douchebag. I saw somebody somebody posted, well done. I'm like, that is awesome. Did you see oh, the new kitties, the two little baby kitties that Joel is fostering? I did. I want fostering? to steal both of them. They're so cute. I'll be honest with you, the dipshit. That one took me a while to figure yeah, out. I didn't too. get that one right off the bat. Oh, um, Casey um, said that she um, heard, a lot of people said they heard Sophie, her very loud meows. Yes. Oh my gosh, guys. We literally, we just kept, we kept stopping and finally we're like, if they hear her, they hear her. Because yeah, if they hear them, it's just it is what it is. And they loved hearing her. She is an attention, I can't say the, the, that word, but she's an attention wanter. She is. For sure. So I had a creep reach out to me who's close to charity and send me a cool story, which isn't really crime related, but it's super cool. So scientists discovered a yellow brick road in the Pacific Ocean. Like I am all about this kind of crap. That is so cool. And I am like, now it makes me wonder because I believe we know more about space than we know about the ocean. I really do. It's unbelievable. So they were exploring on the vessel Nautilus, and they caught sight of this strange-looking formation in the Lilla Yukonali Range in the Pacific Ocean. And they said at first it resembled what they thought was a road paved in cobblestone. So they kind of were watching live view, and they zoomed in on it, and there is actual pictures and video of what they were seeing. Guys, there's no doubt. This is a... This is a road. Seriously? Here's a picture, Charity. You look at that and you tell me that that's not a cobblestone road. That is unbelievable. That 
is awesome. So are they in, like investigating it? What are they doing? They're going to look more into it. They spent most of the month of A studying the geological and biological systems and looking at the volcanic or- origins when they found this actual spot. Wow. So I think they're going to continue to look at it a little bit more, but unbelievable. Like, the ocean amazes me. Me too. It makes me never want to go in the ocean again. I, I was just going to say that. What is... That's that's a secret lies and alibis episode would be a good to oh my dive God, yeah. to start to dive no pun intended. So Nautilus has not only found the yellow brick road underneath; they found a Dumbo octopus and a oddball gelatinous creature. What? And it's like something that had never been seen before. Do you have is there a picture? They don't show a picture of that. It's I gelatinous? wish they did. Ooh, yeah, it's like that word gets me gel. That word, so gelatinous and moist are the two words that my girlfriend will throw something at me yeah, if I she say. Will. She hates those words. So I will always say it as much as I can. And anytime it comes on TV, I'm like, hey, Kristen, what, how do they describe that? And she'll just shoot me a look and I'll be like, did they say it was moist? Oh, you're so mean. She actually got last year or the year before for her birthday, she got a candle from one of her cousins that says... Um, the moist away candle. <laughs> I love that. Oh, so this has been God. a thing her entire life. All right, Charity. I feel like it has been for freaking ever since we've had a triple D palate cleanser. Mark, I may or may not have a plethora of triple Ds. I may have one too. This one was sent to us by Red Heart Woman Art, who was, I talked about earlier, who yep. gave me a name. She says, Hi, Charity. I'm a crime creep from Tucson, Arizona. I have a triple D for you. I was a bank teller in the, the Tucson, in Tucson in the 90s, and I had a regular customer that seemed a bit disturbed. He would talk to himself in line. One day, I greeted him by his name. Hello, Azaria. And he laid a note on the counter. I have a gun. I want $20,000. Hot date, question mark? I was confused. Was this a robbery note or a very off-mark pickup line? <laughs> I told him. I don't have that much. I'd have to go to the vault for that just to, to gauge his reaction. And that that's when I looked at his face and his eyes were red and glossy and he had dried sweat crusting on his face. So I said, or, and she says it's two, two O's and three R's. I can just give you what I have. I gave over the money just thinking, don't shoot me in the head. Don't shoot me in the head. I kept this note and he left. The note was on the back of his pay stub, his name, oh social God. security number, where he worked. D-bag, dumbass. Apparently, he came in the day before with a $20 check. He had, he had squeezed some zeros onto it to make it look like $20,000. I love it. And it was so obviously faked that the manager wouldn't cash it. He shoved her and left. So he came back the next day for his money. The manager saw what was happening and was already on the phone with the police before he left my window. They caught him across the street at Burger King. Oh, my God. Maybe he was just really hungry. Oh, hangry. Uh, I've been pretty hangry Az- Azaria before. Patterson. He was sent to jail, and I saw my robbery note at the bank conference the next year as an example of stupid criminals and to always keep that note. That's, oh, my God. That was awesome. Thank All you right. for sending that in. I kind of have a triple D along those lines that I didn't, haven't thought of for, God, maybe 20 years. So yeah. When Market Basket, which in New England is a grocery store, like what do you have other places? Piggly Wigglies and all these other cool name places, yep. Albertsons and mm-hmm. stuff. Well, up here, it's Market Basket. 
At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. And I never worked there, but a bunch of my friends did. But right next to the time clock, there was a photocopy with Monopoly money on it. And it said, under no circumstances do we accept Monopoly money. And apparently, somebody had come in with Monopoly money and then, like, wrote on the back of it, like, market basket gift coupons. No. And this dimwit of a register person took it. And I haven't thought of that for years, but I just remember seeing that right next to the time clock. Really? And loved it. Oh, my God. People, oh my are, God. Uh, people are definitely, if they put as much time into doing good as they do thinking up stupid schemes that are dumb. Oh, yeah. They'd be pretty successful. Um, I have another, and this was sent to me by Matt. He's one of our crime creeps. What's up, Matt? And um, I call this one a repeat offender. Oh, boy. Mm. I want to start doing a whole other segment on that because there's a lot of these out there. It uh, really is. We had, one just, show. we had one just, I don't know, a few weeks ago, the guy who got caught in the same, robbing the same store in the same sweatshirt. Oh my God, I love it. Yeah. In July of 2019, a man was seen driving up and down the streets in a bulldozer <laughs> causing havoc in Akron, Ohio. Residents of Inman Street began to call police reporting a man in a bulldozer was drove through a house and was also hitting cars. The man took off in the bulldozer before the police could find him. Upon arrival, police saw the damage from the bulldozer, bulldozer I can't say bulldozer apparently, from the bulldozer. A porch was destroyed, a car had been rammed, and a fence was taken down. One of the residents recalled hearing his house being hit by something and when he looked, he saw the bulldozer coming back toward his house. Can you imagine? No. <laughs> Just like watching some TV in your quiet little neighborhood and bam, there's a bulldozer coming at you. The resident and the rest of his family moved to the back of the house as the bulldozer struck the home for the second time and then drove off. The bulldozer was found less than half a mile away, abandoned. Another resident that called the police to say he saw a man in a bulldozer drive by had this to say, quote unquote, I believe the dude was in his underwear. Oh, my God. He's driving erratically, like turning the wheel left and right, real hard, back and forth. 
I now have a picture in my head. Oh, my God. Randy Schiffbauer was the man in his underwear driving the stolen bulldozer down the streets of Ohio. He was found arrested and charged with breaking and entering, receiving stolen property, littering, vandalism, and criminal damaging in connection to the bulldozer incident. He was sentenced to one year in jail. Let's now fast forward to June 2nd, 2021. Police started receiving calls <laughs> saying there was a man on Greensburg Road trying to break into vehicles. When police arrived, they saw, guess who? <laughs> Good old Randy. I can't even believe it. Zoom, zooming off in a stolen RV. <laughs> a high-speed chase ensued, and this loser intentionally hit other vehicles, including some of the police cars. Randy eventually got the RV stuck while trying to drive through a backyard. He ran off on foot, but was caught quickly. Randy was indicted on one count of robbery, four counts of felonious assault, one count of receiving stolen property, and one count of failure to comply with an order or signal from a police officer. Oh, my God. At least it seemed he had all his clothes on this time. (laughs) Guys, look it up. There is a video of the RV. Chase. Do you remember back when we were younger and they had the guy that had the kill dozer that got mad at the, the yes. local government and then armored it up? And I then, do. Yeah, that was like a big to do. Yeah, that that was scary. This guy just wanted to cause, I don't I don't think he was trying to hurt anybody. I think he just wanted to, I don't know what he wanted to do. I like that he didn't hit a house good enough, so he circled back to hit it again. Like, right. come on. He's like, it didn't smash it enough. I got one for you, Jerry. Oh, okay, good. So Joellen sent this in and she wrote, here is a triple D for y'all. Forgot this happened in my hometown several years ago. Jamie Hung, maybe Hang, but Hung sounds better. I like Jamie Hung. Hung was driving in Manitowoc, Wisconsin on January 18th, 2014. Stephen Gove was riding in his tricycle along the same road on his route, delivering newspapers. It's he tr- ended up hit- His tricycle? His tricycle. Oh. Hang ended up hitting Gove, and Gove went through the windshield, but Hang didn't even notice. Hang proceeded to drive home with Gove lodged into his windshield <gasps> without even stopping this or acknowledging him. Gove apparently said that to Hang while he was logged into the, lodged in the windshield, hey, I'm the guy you hit on a bicycle. Oh, my God. I heard this one before. That's horrible. Oh, my God. It was only when Hang got home that he said to Gove, who are you? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And he commenced freaking out about going to jail. Fortunately, Gove was not severely injured and walked away from the accident, although his tricycle was ruined. Oh, man. I hope he got a new one. Hang was convicted of reckless endangerment, safety, hitting and running, and causing... Well, I mean, officially, is it a hit and run? The victim was still with him. He didn't hit him and leave. It was a hit and drive, I guess. It was a hit and run away with a victim. (laughs) Oh, my God. And causing injury while under the influence. P.S. Manitowoc is pronounced Man-a-to-walk. And she spelled it out for us. And I think I still screwed it up. So have fun with that one. Better you than me. <laughs> that was a good one. That is a good one. Thanks, Joellen. All right. I got another. I got a couple more real quick. Do we have time for a couple more? We always have time. For, I, like I said, I want to do a full Triple D episode. Actually, yeah. This is probably going to be half a Triple D, I would think. All right. Excellent. Okay. A Louisiana woman named Precious Landry. I watched her movie. Oh, <laughs> was wanted for second degree murder and she was on the lam. 
I like that one. That's a good one. I love it. For this reason, her mugshot was posted on the St. Martin Crime Stoppers Facebook. Precious was not happy with how she looked in this picture. Oh, my God. She posted on the FB saying, that picture, ugly. She received a quick response from the page <laughs> saying, a new one? Yeah, saying, Precious Landry, you are always welcome to head over to the sheriff's office and take a new picture if you want. Or you can just wait to take it when someone turns you in and collects the $1,000 reward. Not long after the response, Precious turned herself in. <laughs> wow. She must have really been embarrassed at that picture. She wanted a new one. She like wanted that. no part of that. Oh, my God. I can't. I have another one for you. Oh, really? We, we both have them. This is turning into a triple D show. I, might as well. <laughs> a Michigan man was caught by cops as he allegedly urinated on a police car in Florida. Of course, Florida of course. man. And officers apparently threw the cuffs on him even before he was finished. Oh, snap. The defendant was taken into custody while still in the commission of the crime. Charity, you're going to love this. Police said David Marcel Lewis Johnson. <laughs> Was busted at about 1 a.m. February 8th as he relieved himself on the bumper of a sergeant squat card in downtown St. Petersburg. That is amazing. Johnson, who lives outside Detroit, was uncooperative with questioning. He has pleaded not guilty to disorderly conduct and freed after a relative posted $250 cash oh, bond. I mean, to be honest, I was in Detroit for most of December. I mean, that's pretty much what you do up there. You pee on police cars? Pee anywheres. Nuh-uh. Detroit. Detroit was fun. It was the name for me. I love it. <laughs> Here's another one on my end. 25-year-old Leon Parks was wanted on drugs and weapon charges. He was said to be uncooperative with authorities, by identi but identified by his fingerprints. He must have been really afraid of getting caught, Mark, and thought that he found a clever way to avoid it. You see... He was found in a 2016 Dodge Challenger by an employee at an auto auction in Lancaster County, PA. The employee had this to say, I opened the trunk to take a trunk picture and there was a guy in there. I quickly went to get the man water because he wasn't moving a whole lot. This genius, as Mark would say, had the brilliant idea of hiding in a trunk of a car in a lot where there were many cars. You know, so... He could hide in the trunk oh and not, they wouldn't know what car he was in. Little did he know he would accidentally lock himself in the trunk. I love idiots. I love them too. What a total dimwit. Dimwit. He's a definite dimwit. All right. I have one last one. I love this. Go ahead. This is my last one. A 20-year-old. Well, not my last one ever, of course. Thank just God. Just for this episode. Well, because they keep getting stupider and stupider. I know. So it's better and better. A 20-year-old Houston, Texas woman named Mahogany Mason hyphen Kelly had a warrant out for her arrest. Keep in mind that this is not a very common name. No. Well, she was so proud of not being caught by authorities. She decided to use her very own Twitter account to brag. Maybe we should contact her to run our Twitter. Right? Yeah. Cause she's better at it than me. She's really good at it because she bragged saying, quote unquote, I still have a warrant in Perland, Texas. And that the pigs would absolutely never be able to catch her. Sorry about the <laughs> The pigs. Yeah, that the pigs would never be able to catch her. Unfortunately, she was not so smart of a criminal. All of her information was on her Twitter account, her uncommon full name, and even what school she was attending. Shortly after her proud tweet, she was arrested at Lamar University, where she was attending college. 
idiot. Mahogany, <laughs> what's wrong? Idiot in all caps. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. What a total douchebag. Yeah, that was fun. I I still say, I've said it a bunch, we need to just do a full Triple yeah. D episode. And it's nice because it does. It just cleanses when things get really heavy. It and things just, have been heavy lately. Things have been heavy lately. So it, it just kind of gives you a little, a little cleanser. Guys, make sure you visit our website for links to all of our merch and stickers. Plus, you can join the exclusive Crime Creep Club by clicking the Buy Us a Coffee tab. All that and more, www.casewatchpodcast.com. Dot com. Dot com. Oh. Oh, my, oh my goodness. <coughs> Jeez. Whew. Wow. Just trying there. Charity, what do you got for us today? Okay. This story was actually, um, I got, uh, Debbie, one of our creeps, researched this for me and did a nice timeline for me. Excellent. And uh, her name is Debbie. And this is going to be about Billy Goal. And he's considered or is called the ghoul of Grays Harbor. Ooh. Yeah, this is a pretty interesting one. I like it. William F. Goal was born on February 6th, 1873 in Germany. There isn't much info found on his early life, but as an adult, he went to Alaska during the gold rush. I love, I love the gold rush. Like, I love the old-fashioned movies where... I still love gold oh rush. I watch it every Friday night and on TV. And you see the guys that with the things. What is, that, what is that called? One's on either side to go up and down the things, the tracks. I have no clue. What you're, yeah. Oh, the, what is the, that? The pump wagons. I was trying to make them. Oh, yes, 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 yes. I love that. The and little I, uh, pump cart things. Yeah. yeah I love Those that. are awesome. I know. Anyways, he didn't find any gold, so he went on living in Yukon for a while and worked as a bartender. Billy moved to Aberdeen, Washington, where he again tended bar for a while. This is where it is said that he allegedly robbed and murdered many migrant workers. Oh, boy. So many of their bodies were washing up the shore of Grays Harbor. They were named the Floater Fleet. Oh, boy. Right? I've heard of floaters before, but not those. (laughs) Gosh. You mean the things in your eyes? Sure. Yeah, we'll 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 go with that. A skull even turned up on a property that he owned during this time. Billy moved on to become a union official at the Sailors Union of the Pacific. He was said to be very intimidating. He was a large, strong man and used his size to recruit, recruit new union members or to stop a strike from happening. The union building... Was in prime uh, was in a prime spot to commit a murder and dispose of a body without detection. The sailors would visit the sailors' union building as soon as they arrived in the port of Aberdeen. This building allowed them to do their banking, collect their mail, etc. Sounds like kind of a home base for them since they were mm-hmm. always on the sea. Good old Billy was almost always on duty at the building and almost always alone. Billy would start up conversations with the sailors, asking them if they had any family nearby. You know, anyone that might miss them if they just disappeared. He would also turn the conversation to somehow get the sailors to tell him how much money they had saved or had made. Or what they had may have purchased along the way with the money they were making at sea. If one of these sailors wasn't from the area, but was just swinging through and had a decent amount of money... They might find themselves Billy's next victim. Oh, boy. Yeah. Poor semen. Poor. Oh, this is, we got semen again. I know. I love it. I do, too. I didn't even plan that. Good job. Some have alleged alleged that there was a trap door in the floor of the union building. The building was located above the 
Wishka. She spelled it for me. W-I-S-H-K-A-W, but it's actually spelled W-I-S-H-K-A-H because, you know, yeah, I would she knew never, I would have messed that I up. I would have never figured so that Wish, one out. Wishka River. I like it. He would rob these migrant sailors, shoot them dead, and drop their bodies through the trap door right into the river. I mean, if that's true, that's quite an Pretty elaborate, creative. like, I don't know. Even though there were so many sailors landing in Aberdeen and simply disappearing, no one was really doing anything about it, even though the police believed the killings were at the hands of Billy. A man named John Klingenberg had attempted to flee to Mexico to avoid prosecution for a possible murder back in Aberdeen. Some say he was actually trying to get away from Billy, and that's why he ran. They were sort of co-conspirators. The police were able to stop John, and to save face, he told them that he had witnessed Billy alone with a sailor named Charles Hatberg. Charles's dead body had been found by the police in the Indian Creek Harbor on February 2nd, 1910, not long after he was reported missing. Hmm. It was determined that his death was caused by a 38 automatic pistol. The gun was found, and it was determined that the owner of the gun was indeed Billy Gole. Billy was arrested and charged for Charles' murder and was actually found guilty of two murders. The second count of murder was for the murder of a man named John Hoffman. Hoffman witnessed Charles Hatberg's murder and was actually shot by Billy that day, but he wasn't murdered. It was John Klingenberg who murdered John Hoffman the next day on December 23rd, 1909. His body was also thrown in the water in a similar area with Charles Hatberg's body, where Charles Hatberg's body was dumped. In July of 1910, human bones were recovered in Indian Creek Harbor. It was never proven, but it was believed that these were the bones of Charles Hatberg. John Klingenberg was sentenced to 20 years for killing Charles. Probably got less because he testified against Billy. So the only reason hmm. that Klingenberg killed Charles was because pretty much he said because Billy told him to. Even though Billy was only found guilty for two murders, it's been said that he was guilty of murdering at least 41 more. Holy crap. On May 12th, 1910, Billy was sentenced to life in prison. A request of compassion was made to the jury before sentencing, and this is what kept him from getting the death from penalty. From who? Oh, his, probably his lawyers, right? Unbelievable. I don't know. He was brought to the state prison on June 13th, 1910. He was later moved to a facility for the criminally deranged. This was the Eastern State Hospital in Spokane County. This is where Billy would spend the rest of his life. He died March 3rd, 1912 at the age of 54. He caught pneumonia and it spread throughout his lungs. He also contacted a disease called urysipelas. According to the dictionary, this is an acute, sometimes recurrent disease caused by a bacterial infe infection. It is characterized by large raised red patches on the skin, especially that of the face and legs, with fever and severe general illness. Billy was also suffering from syphilis. This disease affected him mentally and fed to the quick deter deterioration of his body. Police recovered a total of 41 bodies out of Indian Creek in Grays Harbor. This was between 1909 and 1912. They were only able to identify a few of the bodies. All of them were thought to be the semen. 
Oh my God, people. I love it. I have corrupted Charity even more than she already was. I know. That's not good, guys. <laughs> Although Billy never talked about any victims or how many they really were. There is, here's a twist, though. This is why this was a very interesting story. Okay. On top of this other stuff. Some people don't believe that Billy was responsible for any of the deaths. Washington author Dr. Aaron Goings wrote a book called The Port of Missing Men, Billy Goal in Labor and Labor in Brutal Times in the Pacific Northwest, suggesting that the accusations against Billy were made because he was a labor union representative, and they may have been false. Hmm. John Larson talks about this in an article in the Daily World. Dr. Aaron Goings has been, uh, has been Associate Professor of American History at St. Martin's University for over a decade. Doc Dr. Goings first started his research into Billy Goal in 2001 as he was doing microfilm research in the Aberdeen Daily World on labor history for his Ph.D. thesis. I got to stop you real quick. People today don't realize how hard research was back in the day. Oh, my gosh. Did you have a microfiche machine in your school? No. So that's where you would have to look in this book and it would tell you you need to go into this case and pull out this slide and then you'd put it on oh, this yes. machine and it would have like an entire book on like an yes. eight and a half by 11 yes. sheet and you would have to like scroll through to get to your correct thing. Yep. Like nowadays you can just punch something into Google. I know. Like I know. Research back in the day. We'll go to the library. Yeah. We had a book of uh, encyclopedias growing up that was from like the 70s. Yes, we did too. And we, we'd go to the library to research to have to look up old news things and just what you said. Had to do that and look up the the newspapers and it would you'd slide it like you said. I would remember saying to my dad, like, do you know what this is? He's like, Did you check the encyclopedia son? Yeah. It's like, ugh. Yeah. And they smelt and it was like, Oh like, yeah. Ugh, mm -hmm. Gross. Mine were white with like the blue on yep. them. I remember mine too. Good times, man. Yep. Goings wanted to find out if Billy was a target of Grays Harbor employ employers wanting to eliminate him as a threat to their business. Oh, makes you wonder. Yeah. Goings had this to say. Of all of the of all of the convicted murders in the region's early history, Goal was the only one capable of shutting down the highly profitable Grays Harbor lumber trade. Isn't that interesting? That adds a little wrinkle it to this. It sure does. He had a lot of power. According to Goings, during the early 1900s, capital and labor clashed. Goings says, quote, Grays Harbor was a place of shocking brutality and gross exploitation. He says Billy, quote unquote, worked to um, ameliorate the worst of these ills. Guys, yes, I had to look up what <laughs> ameliorate meant. Don't come for me. Do you know what it means? I don't. All it means is to improve. It's just oh. a fancy word. <laughs> Why can't we just use improve? Because it, because it was a quote. It was a quote, so I had oh, to read it. Man. This is definitely painting a different picture from the story we just heard, right? Absolutely. In his book, Goings talks about the inequality on the harbor at the time. He talks about the working class always trying to get better pay and better working conditions, all while employers worked hard to stop it. Oh my, see that now? That makes some sense. Stuff is adding up here. I can see how this would put Billy smack in the middle. After all, he was supposed to be for the workers. Yeah. So he, he was kind of like an, obst an obstacle for the employers. At the time, there were injuries daily and many deaths due to the kind of work being done. Going said, quote, workers faced the real possibility that a spinning saw or falling log would get them. 
geez, no wonder they wanted more money. My God. Right? That's, Can't blame them. No. He goes on to say that on top of facing possible injury or death, these workers were also, quote, pushed to alcoholism and suicide by the depression induced in conditions of capitalism, end quote. Going says that instead of these dead bodies being washed ashore, the, quote, floater fleet being caught. I can't help it. <laughs> being being caused by a serial killer, they could all be deaths caused by simply working a very dangerous job on the edge of the water. I mean, things could, are not so clear to me now. Yeah, exactly. I'm really wondering. Right? There were lots of drownings recorded during this time and accidents on ships, falls from docks and log rafts. These men were said to be drunk often while working. That's not a good mix. Being drunk while operating machinery or on right? a boat. Yikes. Goings did extensive research for this book. He went through every article written at the time, labor directories, state prison records. He also went through many obscure articles, finding any information to support his thoughts. He also went through the Grays Harbor Superior Court records, reading every detail of Billy's trial. I have not yet read Goings' book, but I think I might. What if Billy didn't actually murder anyone? What if he was set up so that he would be forced to shut to shut up? Think about it that way. It's sounding to me more and more like he kind of was a scapegoat. Well, listen, maybe this is why he went crazy in jail and had to be sent to the facility for the criminally insane. Who knows? But it's definitely some food for thought. Wow. This right? is crazy. Um, and again, I'd like to thank Debbie for the idea and, and help on this case. Uh, I, I had never heard of Billy Gold before. Debbie said she lived in Aberdeen for over 20 years, and she was always under the impression that Billy committed the murders. She said she has gone to the location of the union office, which was right off the Wishka. Did I say it right? I think you did. River. There is even a restaurant named after him called Billy's on E. Heron Street. Do you know how people in Boston would pronounce that? What? Wishka. Wishka. Go get me the Wishka, please. The restaurant is just a short distance from the union office in the Wishka River. I'm a little torn here. I don't know what to believe here. I really don't because on one side, you have somebody that could have been a psychotic guy. And on the other side, you have corporate greed at its all-time high. Exactly. So I actually wanted, since Debbie's from the area, I wanted to know what her thoughts were now. So she said that for decades, she absolutely thought he was guilty because that was the story that was passed down. Yep. And um, But after reading a little about, about the book written on the subject, she has some doubts uh, she said she went on to say that everyone in town believes he did and they be they benefit from that in tourist dollars. Um, and if someone is found guilty, he must be, right? So, <sighs> yeah, she said about what we know now about wrongly con convicted people, there's room for skepticism. So she said basically it was a long explanation to say, I just don't know now. <laughs> so, but now she has some doubt though, right? Absolutely. Whereas, I have doubt through this whole story. Me too, but think about it. I mean, she's a person that yeah. has heard this story many, many times and heard like, you know, her father talk about it. Other people talk about it. It's well known in town. She sent a picture of the little restaurant and it's, it's, history there and in the history it's almost gone to folklore well yeah and, and people come to that to see mm. where it all happened so i'm wondering what do you think i don't know i don't know there's not enough for me i'd have to really you know what i, I would have to read this book right i'd have to read this book and really see what he dug up 
See, I what, have to look at it myself as who's got more to gain here. Right. Well, so we kind of heard what the research about hip, the killings were. I now want to read Dr. Going's book and find out what he researched. Yeah. So now I, this, then I could weigh it back and forth. It's a really good way, honestly, for businesses who have shoddy safety practices to cover up employee deaths. Right. And blame somebody and get their enemy off of them. But if like, he really was know, wrongly convicted, I felt bad for the guy. Yeah. If he was truly for the workers, you know, if he was truly for the workers and he went to jail and shouldn't have and then and went cuckoo because of it. Yeah. Imagine... Put yourself, I'm not saying he's guilty or innocent. Oh, yeah, because we don't know. Put yourself away, locked up. Everybody, you're like the pariah of the town. Yeah. Everybody thinks you're guilty and you know you're not. And it doesn't matter. You can't do anything and you're never getting out. Right. And that. I would either want to go crazy or die. I also want to know, and I wonder if uh, Dr. Goings found this. I want to know if his partner, the one who only got the 20 years, if he really did the 20 years or if he was hired by the authorities to say what he said and put him in jail for 20 years or said they were going to send him in jail for 20 years, but then let him out. You had a valid point there. I'm wondering. You know what I'm wondering? What? I want to know what our crime creeps think. Do us a flavor creeps and reach out to us. Facebook and Instagram, Case Watch Podcast, Twitter, Case Watch Pod. And let us know what you think. Because I, I, love, I love reading all your responses. Also, if, if any of you have heard of this case have heard of Billy Goal and have one opinion or another we'd love to hear that because absolutely I really want to know what they think all right I can't wait we'll see you on the next one bye guys see ya Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.